Welcome, 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 welcome to the doubled up, 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 the doubled up podcast. Welcome to the doubled up podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the Doubled Up Podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, creps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt and with me as he is every single week is Scott. Scott, how you doing, mate? I'm, I'm well, yeah, I guess I, it's not been a good day, really. It, it, it's it's all right week. Well, I say all right week. I was shitting myself at the beginning of the week, so I mean that wasn't particularly great. Illness. I'm glad that you brought joy. this. I'm, I'm glad that you brought that into the podcast because we were <laughs> we, we were talking before this. Poor Scott to the listeners uh, sent a message into our group chat earlier on in the week, like uh, I'm feeling ill, my stomach's really bad, and rather than oh mate, I hope you're feeling okay, my first question was. Have you shit yourself? We need a funny intro for the podcast this week, mm-hmm. which shows just how caring of a friend and co-host I am. Um, you didn't actually, you, you didn't actually shit yourself, unfortunately. But I'm like the no. fact that you've sort of sprinkled that in there just for the listeners. We're, we're all thinking of you guys listening at home. Yeah, I've I've done well. I was ill, not like what two weeks ago with like cold and flu, recovered, and then I think I might have eaten something a little bit dodgy. And uh, yes, it it uh, came to bite me. So that was the middle of my week kind of layup, not feeling particularly good. Um, and yeah, then I recovered. Everything was good. I was getting excited because today, Friday, there's lots of shoes releasing and I was quite anticipating um, potentially getting a pair. And um, yeah, to, spoiler alert, didn't get anything. So uh, my day has been ruined. So Joy. Yeah, no, no latest pickups as far as we're aware next week's episode, guys, just to sort of uh, spoil the anticipation yeah. there. Yeah, we had two two pairs releasing today, day of recording, weren't it? So we're, we're recording on a Friday rather than our usual Thursday. And today we had last week's um, uh, double up pick, the ASICs that you really liked, Scott, released. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we we spent a lot of time talking about that shoe last week and your sort of links to New Zealand and how you were very much excited for that shoe. It was sort of mm-hmm. sold out in New Zealand and Australia beforehand, but there was an opportunity for you to buy them on the US website. So that was sort of the first pair that was due to drop today mm-hmm. that didn't quite go your way. And then no. both of us had a very unfortunate uh, attempt of trying to get the Bodega Socony Grid Shadow 2s. Um, are we both were there, logged in, ready for this shoe to drop. I watched the timer on the website hit zero. By one minute past five, I had my pair in my basket trying to check out. And by two minutes past five, they were sold out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think I said to you, so I'm like, I thought bots were a thing of the past, but I, I'm certain that, I mean, with both of these releases, New Zealand, Australia with the ASICs, I was like, I can understand why they've sold out. There's a lot of links there. It's a New Zealand shoe. You know, it's a, it's a, one of the biggest New Zealand kind of shoes and hype releases they've had that I can ever remember. So I can understand that in, a, in the U S it's you know it's a nice shoe but they i you know i wasn't expecting it to fly as much yeah. as every single website bodega packer essence um extra butter sneaker politics bow and arrows everything 
every website that you can think of gone um immediately like instantly and there's no way all of those websites got hit up like as soon as they were and already on ebay they're up with confirmed shipping and everything for stupid money and then you got the bodega which all right there are some people that did pick up a pair i'm yeah looking at you simon who pulled up on the side of the motorway and managed to cop a pair in his size to be fair if you're going to pull over in the hard shoulder of the m25 to buy a pair of trainers you kind of deserve you. You, you, you deserve a pair of trainers so well done simon yeah, and uh, I look forward to hearing how good they are. Um, but yeah, they just disappeared like immediately. And look, Sockney is, we know it's a bit more hyped at the moment, but I wasn't expecting it to like no. hit. This This felt like a proper old school, you know, finger on the trigger, right? Let's get there quick. And yeah, no chance, <laughs> not a I, chance. I didn't, I, I kind of thought I was guaranteed a pair of these shoes, which is, Again, probably my naivety, given the fact that we've really jinxed ourselves over the last sort of year or so, Scott, sort of saying that the hype for, unless it's a Travis Scott or a major Nike release, you could normally do all right with most releases these days. Like everyone's saying about how the bubbles burst in 2023 for sneaker releases and obviously going into 24 as well. Like all the hype shoes, like pairs that would sell out years ago, sit in. I'm thinking about like the Brazil dunks at the minute. You can go onto any website in mm. any shop and buy Brazil dunks. That was like a, a, a sign up raffle at places sort of back in 2020. So things have changed definitely, but clearly Sockney are still riding this wave of popularity given okay granted i mean it was a bodega only release which when you're only releasing them from one store it does and we also don't know what stock is and things like this it could have been super limited only from one store we don't know but uh, i did sort of think it was going to be one of those things that yes it would sell out but i sort of thought it would sell out because everyone was able to go on and get a pair very much not the case like i was so no. shocked when at two minutes past five when it released at five o'clock here in the uk they were all gone little glimmer of hope though scott we thought this was a bodega exclusive you can only buy only buy from bodega but bodega themselves have posted on instagram to say thank you so much for copying we've sold out look out within the next week for the Sockany originals drop so to me, that does sort of indicate maybe due to popular demand or maybe this was all, always the intention. Uh, it seems to be that we're going to be getting a release on the Sockany website, which if it's anything like what happened with J-Tips last year, that might be the glimmer of hope for anyone listening that wanted that Bodega Sockany because that's definitely one that I need. But this is what I can't quite get my head around. Like... The J-Tips pairs were easier to pick up than these bodegas on the Saucony website. Now, just to clarify, Saucony has absolutely no, like, bots or seemingly has any bot kind of battling technology or anything. It's literally put it in your basket and done. And J-Tips, I mean, I went on like five minutes after and went, yeah, I'll have a pair of them. Like, it, it was really easy. And I'd have thought that if you were looking for a pair of shoes and you went, Oh, this Saucony collab's really good. The first place you're going to think to look is the Saucony website. Yeah, but it was all staggered, wasn't it? This is the thing. Like, this is what we we mentioned this when the release happened at, late last year. You had 
uh, End that released it a day early. BSTM released it at a different time. Other stores released it at a different time. JTips had it directly at a different time. Like it was almost like a, a, a Nike SB drop where it's like Route 1 one day, next one the next one. By the time it actually got to the Saucony release, it was maybe a week or two after all of the other retailers. Those people that might have wanted a pair had already got their pair from mm. other suppliers. So I think that has a lot to do with it. But again, we just don't know. We don't know no. with this be, uh, with this um, bodega pair whether are they actually going to have a Saucony like website release. If so, is it still going to be super limited? Is it going to be difficult? I suppose mm. in the coming weeks, if there is a wider release, you guys are going to hear firsthand on this podcast whether Scott's sulking streak <laughs> is going to continue or whether he's going to be a happy bunny soon. Yeah, I mean, I I did manage to get a pair last week, so I shouldn't be too sulky. But yeah, this was one where I, it's one of those where you think you've got a good chance of getting them. Yeah, you, I feel like that hurts more when it's like a pair, like when you know this it's like the travis's like travis scott's when if when i used to go in for a pair of those you'd you went in with the anticipation of i ain't getting them if i do great but but when you go in thinking ah this will be fine yeah and you struggle yeah as i said i knew this was going to be one of those releases that you needed to be there bang on five o'clock ready to go but i did sort of think it was one of those moments where you could maybe go on double check the size in sort of put it in your basket, check out. Like I didn't anticipate, as soon as I saw that loading screen, when I hit check out and it was like checking for size availability, I was like, oh no, Shit. <laughs> damn it. Because that brought me flashbacks to the Pater Air Maxes. Do you know what I mean? Like remember yeah. with the Pater Air Maxes when you bought directly on the Pater website and it was like checking your size, size nine sold out. Fuck. I knew as soon as that had happened that this was going to be a bad, yeah. uh, a bad situation. But yeah, mm. it does. You're absolutely right. When you've got expectations, it, it does, it does hurt a little yeah. bit more. And Lesson learned here, kids: never have any expectations. You can never have your heart broken. Yeah, and also, I mean, frustratingly, because of the time difference, obviously, I was there figuring out what time I need to be on there because, like, the Asics released on Bodega a different time to the uh, at the Saucony, so I was there. Like, I set an alarm for both, so I kind of knew. But then at the same time, like I'm looking at the prices, especially with the ASICs, because they were across multiple different websites. I'm there figuring out what the prices are working out at with shipping. Because some of them were charging like £27 shipping as standard, which seems to be from the US a pretty standard rate now, which is Got quite high, a long but way. there we are. But obviously we have to take into account customs. So I was there trying to figure out which pairs are going to come in below customs now you would have thought that all the pairs especially the asset would they'll all be the, exactly the same price nope most of them were coming in around 120 quid some of them were coming in at 134 which is one pound below the threshold so Ooh. we'll see what happens there packer was selling them at 160 pound and weird. i'm there so i don't understand how they were all different prices either uh, i mean it didn't matter because obviously i couldn't get any of them um but yeah, it, there were some raffles that I didn't enter because I thought with the shipping and potential customs, it'll be too much. So I was like, ah, don't worry, I'll have a good shot on the American releases. Kind of regret not kind of just risking it now. Hey, it happens. It happens. But this has it has sort of brought back a little bit of almost micro PTSD from sort of 2020, 2021, <laughs> yeah. where like your life, your, your, your life was a revolving 
uh, unfortunately, you've not been successful on this attempt. And that was uh, every week, exactly <laughs> on a weekly basis. I've I've got a lot of sneakerheads have got more. Un- you've been unsuccessful this time around. Emails from 2020 to 2021 than they probably have in their entire life. So uh, it did sort of humble me a little bit that maybe I shouldn't sort of uh, assume that everything's hunky dory and really really easy to get. But talking about sneaker regrets, the, there, Scott, uh, that sort of links us in nicely to um, a, a bit of a, a question this week. We haven't been doing this over the last couple of weeks, and for anyone that's been sort of thinking, well, hang on a minute, why haven't we been doing this? We just thought at the beginning of the year we sort of mixed things up a little bit. We didn't make any sort of song and dance over it, but we thought, you know what? Rather than every single week putting on Instagram, let's hear from you guys. Let's get questions, blah, blah, blah. Uh, We thought, you know what? We'll just sort of have a little bit of a more loose theme for this sort of intro segment. And this is why we've been doing sort of little games and talking about random things. And uh, we thought we'd sort of almost get rid of a segment to try and make it a little bit easier for us to just be able to have the freedom to talk about whatever we want. But that being said, we have actually had through dms a question sent to us and if anyone listening ever wants to send us any sort of questions or topics that you want us to talk about on the podcast remember you can always drop us a dm at any time but uh skinny underscore man 84 mr man alex johnston has uh dropped us a message and i will apologize to you alex this was uh, a couple of weeks ago you messaged us on a day that we were recording the podcast i said i'm ever so sorry uh we'll do it this week that was last week and i completely forgot so i'm now rectifying that and doing it this week um alex sent us a question uh to wear or not to wear the trainers that made you think twice about wearing. I love wearing everything I've got, but after a gig, after a gig, I am now regretting wearing my one in two hundred pair Adidas. So, Mister Man is asking us, Scott, are there any pairs that we sort of think twice about before wearing? And I think actually a lot of people that are into shoes have quite a lot of pairs that they think twice about wearing in different scenarios but i don't know if you sort of have any that spring to mind like any specific pairs that you really it has to be like perfect conditions for you to bust them out um yeah i mean most of anything that sways basically i, I, I knew you were going to say that second i mean uh, yeah, if I don't wear a pair of shoes or if I'm way too precious about wearing them, generally they go. Uh, you know, I I wear everything that I have. You know, we have so many pairs of shoes that I'm of the opinion that if you're not wearing them and wearing them reasonably frequently, just if you get rid of them, there's going to be something else that will come in at some yeah. point anyway. It's just the revolving door that is um, our sneaker wardrobes at this point. But one, I want to know what the Adidas was. One in 200. Two, I want to know what the gig was because that makes it worth it. And three, why? <laughs> why? Why, why it's do a it? Bit, it's a bit of a conundrum going to a gig because you do sort of want to like, I'm going out. I, I want to look a bit nice. I want to dress sort of for the occasion. And nah. you, you do sort of, yeah, I know, but you're a very practical person. Uh, there's other people out there that will be sort of like, again, for me, I'm always, I've, I've gone to two gigs in two weeks, which is very unheard of for me. I went to Joy Anonymous last week, the day before my birthday. And again, I'm thinking to myself, right, I'm going to, uh, a gig where everyone's going to be dancing around everyone's going to be jumping around at mm-hmm. the roundhouse in camden mm-hmm. i need something smart so i just threw on my old pair of new balance 550s entire leather shoe i can just wipe mm-hmm. them down and i'm good to go 
yesterday I went to a gig. It was a tiny little gig in basically a, a pretend bedroom in like this music warehouse in Shoreditch, which makes me sound like a right pretentious <laughs> prick. But it was it was. One of the it best sounds like somebody to. was trying to kidnap you, to be honest. I felt kidnapped. <laughs> I felt kidnapped going, but I've never walked into a place where, but I, I had no idea who this band was. Literally found out about them 24 hours beforehand. My friend's a big fan of this sort of, I suppose, up and coming band. Messaged me like, I've managed to get tickets. Do you want to come along? Sure. Why not? But yeah, walked into this warehouse that, again, looked like the scene of a crime. And then they sort of took you through to this other room. And uh, it basically looked like a pretend bedroom. There was a bunk bed in there, um, all sorts of decorations in there. And yeah, they just did a gig in this tiny little fake room. But anyways, again, yesterday I was thinking to myself, what on earth do I wear? I want to, I'm going to, to, to Shoreditch. I want to sort of look all right. But at the same time, I know I have no idea what this gig's going to be like. I ended up wearing my Sambas because again, I thought, well, if they get beat up, they, they get beat up. Mm. And I sort of, as I left the house, I said to Hannah, I was like, these aren't going to come back the same. Now I was quite lucky that actually it was quite a respectful gig. So they've come back absolutely fine. But um, yeah, gigs are always a funny one. I always want to look nice and dress up, but at the same time, it's sort of like you need a practical pair. Uh, but um, yeah, it's, it's see, a difficult one. Going to a gig, if I'm going to a gig, like I know I'm getting in it. So there's no point wearing stuff I will wear a band t-shirt, pair of jeans, and some. Normally, I've got a pair of like old school vans that are like they're they're literally like designated gig shoes. Um, it's kind of become my Reebok classics at this point. My club sees like they're just there. They go on if they get bad, whatever. Mine are my five fifties now. I mean, like, I, I, when when the Patter Club sees got brought down to uh, my my gym shoes. Mm. I needed something to sort of replace that all level white beat up shoe. And I sort of got a bit sick and tired of five fifties after uh, Taylor Swift wore them. Um, no, it was, it, it was, it was before that. It, so uh, it's I, one they, of them though. Changed. Like if it's an outdoor gig, like you, you, you don't wear nice. Shit oh no, 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 no. Like, I mean, I've, I've been to gigs at like Cardiff Castle, Hyde Park, stuff like that. And it's like, it's just churned up. Like it doesn't matter how dry it is. If it's dry, you get dust Dusty. everywhere and muddy. If it's like wet, it's mud. No point. Indoor gigs. It's like if you go to a club Sticky and claws. you get that that black shit that gets everywhere and you can't get it off. You don't know what it is. I, no clue. It, it may as well be fucking like Venom symbiote that just ingrains in everything because it, it doesn't come off. It is ridiculous. It's the same thing when you go to gigs. Like it's just one of them. I mean, Again, it depends on what they get. I mean, we've gone on massive tangent here, but I'm going yeah, to continue we're, we're, on this anyway. Yeah. Fucking, it, it, when it comes to like, it depending on the gig, this is going to kind of be an insight into my eclectic gig history now. But like, if you go to something like Bruno Mars, um, Mark, I know you're a big fan. <laughs> um, it's like that type of gig. You're there, like, no one's going to be really gentle going swaying. Bad. It's going to be yeah. It's going to be quite nice, pretty chill, fine, whatever. If you're going to something like, I don't know, Avenged Sevenfold, Disturbed, Nickelback, anything that's heavier, Biffy Clyro. Um, I don't like the fact you put, I was going to say, I don't like the fact you put Nickelback in that band. Nickelback, but... Nickelback were brilliant. I oh, know, I can imagine so. Hilarious I, as I, well, but they fully, they fully embrace the fact that everyone hates them. <laughs> so no, I get just... it. I can imagine it being a really good gig, but I'd like the but, fact that I don't like the fact that you've just got a Venge Sevenfold disturbed Nickelback. I was just thinking like heavy rock stuff because the Nickelback, like Nickelback, was again that went and 
people you've got mosh pits you've got things yeah, going yeah, on yeah. where it's like it's just there's beers thrown everywhere it's carnage it's just gonna happen um but yeah you kind of anticipate what you're gonna and there are gigs like people definitely dress up for gigs now more than they used to i remember when i used to first go to gigs and it was like people just rocked up in like say t-shirt jeans whatever fine and now it's like i went to go see catfish in the bottom end and there were like girls in like in full dresses and stiletto heels like they were going on a night out and i was there like yeah you're gonna get hurt by the end yeah you've read this wrong but but it happens every gig like every gig i seem to go to there seems to be people really dressed up for this and sometimes not anticipating um, what they're getting themselves in for. Fair enough, it might be your first time, whatever. But, but, but again, yeah. uh, whether it's your first time or not, that again, I completely understand there's a lot of people. We're really going on a tangent and we can skirt this back to the question because this is not a question about what you wear to a gig. This is a question about shoes that you think twice about wearing. But whenever, whether it is a, a gig, a party, just going to the pub with friends, going out on a night out, yeah. like all of those, to me, fall under the banner of I want to go out and I want to look nice. I want to make an effort. I want to feel good about what I'm wearing going out. And that is the the case up to the shoes. Because again, you and I, Scott, yeah, are very practical. You and I are very practical thinking people. And the first thing I'm thinking is, okay, if I'm going to the pub, I might be able to get away with something a little bit nicer because the likelihood is I'm just sat around the table having a chat and it's going to be fine. Worst case scenario, mm. someone spills a, cu- a little bit of beer on me, I'm fine. If I'm going to a club, again, sticky floor. If I'm going yeah. to a gig, sticky floor. So again, it's but you still it's that it's finding the the halfway point. I, but again, end, we, we're going I on a huge up, tangent of gigs. On stuff now. like that, I end up going generally leather Jordans. Yeah, exactly. Shadows in particular. Shadows or black cement threes. It's terrible because they're some of the best shoes of all time, but they do become beat indestructible. They're, they're they are literally indestructible and they're so wearable. So it doesn't matter if things get spilled on and whatever, you can wipe them off, you, you're none the wiser. So that generally, um, but in terms of like pairs that I regret, like say, I, I, I wouldn't be wearing anything like suede or anything like that to a gig or any like a pub or anything like that. I would be it, leather. And if, if there's pairs that I kind of regret, the one pair that I do, I do struggle to wear, but I love it. And it's simply because it is a predominantly white suede nylon and well, no, did I say suede? I'm you said suede. Yeah, a white suede and nylon shoe is the Liam Gallagher Special Two. It's fair enough. Like that. That is it. It's a great shoe, but it is you know it gets dirty. Like it does get battered, regardless of when you wear it, where you wear it. It does seem to pick up everything. Um, it's great and it looks smart. It's a great shoe. You know, I find it quite comfortable. I think it looks fantastic on, but it is one of those that you just go, oh, that's a bit tough. Um, it, it, it's generally the lighter suede pairs that I just kind of go, ooh, it, it, that I've still got. Because basically anything else, if I if I don't wear it, it just it's just gone. Um, but yeah, I think, especially when it's like a one in 200, it might be one of those pairs that you go, when am I going to wear this? But at the same time, you go, there's one in 200. I kind of want to keep it. Because at the end of the day, we collect all of this stuff because, you know, it's got rarity and we like it and all this. And yeah, I, I think the one pair at the moment that I, I go, mm, this is quite tough is, yeah, it's the Liam Gallagher, just because it is. 
hearts. The end samba as well is beautiful, but I've been very cautious wearing that shoe because, again, it's cream canvas and the weather has been very um, sporadic at the moment in terms of if it's been raining or not. And I'm very wary that my car park at work floods immediately and, like, getting out of the car, I would just they'd get dirty so quick um but yeah i that's they're the pairs that kind of come to mind um but yeah i, I don't know if there's any pairs that i regret wearing i think the i, pairs I don't have any I, I don't have any that i like flat out regret wearing i've not no. had that many i've not had that many situations where i've sort of worn a pair out and it's been like this is a shoe that i have completely fucked up and I really wish that I hadn't. Um, there's obviously pairs that I think twice about wearing and generally speaking, the pairs that I think twice about wearing, uh, number one, it's going to be situation and materials. So yeah. again, I'm not going to wear the Hanami ZX on a really muddy, rainy day mm. uh, because it's a pink suede shoe and it's just going to get fucked up. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing is just the replaceability of it. Like there's some pairs that yeah. even if there's an odd chance that maybe it could get fucked up. I will more likely chance that because of the fact that I know it's fairly replaceable. Mm. So for me, I'm thinking something like the 20th, uh, 20th anniversary 991s. Okay, yeah, I might not be able to get a 20th anniversary pair again, but generally speaking, it's sort of a grey 991. Yeah. If I really, really wanted to repa uh, replace it, I can. But then I compare that to the Patamonarchs as an example, right? I am incredibly selective of when I wear the Patamonarchs because of the fact that if I replace it, I'm spending £300 on replacing it. It's not yeah. something that I can just replace with another sort of substitute model. There is one that I do have a little bit of a story that almost resulted in me re regretting wearing the Patamonarchs one day. Um, there was one day shortly after I bought them where Hannah and our friend um, Lucy had gone to a bottomless brunch in Clapham. Mm. And of course, two girls going to bottomless brunch on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon, they came out very, very drunk. Right. And uh, they were disappointed if they didn't. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm not judging them for getting drunk, but. I I was already out and I was wearing the Patamonarchs. So I was just sort of running some errands and they messaged me saying, come and meet us in Clapham. We'll go for some food afterwards. And I was like, okay, no problem at all. Of course, I get there and I'm thinking I'm going to get there, walking on the concrete, I'm going to meet them and I'm going to go into a restaurant and everything's going to be fine. Them two drunk fucking hooligans were running around Clapham Common on the grass, like not caring less. And I ended up getting like grass stains on the side of my pat of monarchs that I had to like scrub vigorously when I got back. Luckily, I managed to get all of the sort of stains out. But um, that was one moment where I thought to myself, this is the day that I get done for murder because I was genuinely like two girls go to bottomless brunch and they don't survive it because I was really, really worried that they just fucked up my shoes because, uh, yeah, they were, dra <laughs> they were dragging me around the grass and everything. I thought you two should not be doing this right now. This is really, really bad. Um, but that was the only time I've had any sort of like really bad specific accidents. I remember See once, funnily enough, we were talking about our eBay searches, right? And I said about the Airbase mm. two, um, that, yeah. that I had when I was in college, 
I remember being young and naive and uh, getting this pair of Airbase 2s on the first day that I bought them. And it was a Friday night. They arrived on the Friday daytime and I thought, I'm going to go out to town and wear mm-hmm. this shoe. A, a white, predominantly white, infrared shoe that had the classic sort of Air Max mesh on it. And I remember standing in the queue for the local club in Basingstoke and the person in front of me took one step back and their entire shoe went on top of my air, my Airbase 2s. They were never the same after that. There was just like a black <laughs> sort of stain across the white mesh on oh, the toe. Oh, dear. See, I used to enjoy when we went out clubbing. Um, it was, you had to wear smart shoes to get in anywhere. So you had to wear dress shoes like proper winkle pickers, which is great because it's there like everybody was wearing shit shoes. So it didn't make a difference as to like what you were wearing. And then once they started relaxing the rules, it was just like you just saw everyone wearing battered Air Force Ones everywhere. I have a pair um, of black Doc Martins specifically for go- like black leather Doc Martins specifically for going out. Yeah. Like I've that's got, yeah. just because especially if I go to a new town where you just don't know what the rules are. Is it trainers or is it shoes? I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to wear a pair of black leather Doc Martins and that are way. They, are they, are the... they your Disco Mile shoes? Yeah, my Disco Mile shoes. Yeah, they, <laughs> no matter how many times I go out on them, they never have enough Disco Miles on them because they're like the hard leather ones and uh, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're bad. I've got one pair of Chelsea boots that are very nice, but like they are, they very rarely get busted out. They get busted out when I get told I'm not a, like categorically not allowed to wear, not allowed to wear any form of trainers, which doesn't happen very often. Um, but yeah, I've, I've got them knocking around, but I, I remember my mate going out and we're there stood outside the club. You can see through into the smoking area and there's, but the, well, they were white air force ones, but they may as well have been black air force ones. They were so dirty, so bad. And my mate rocks up in his Sambas. This, this was like years ago. We were like 1920 and he's there in these crisp brand new black Sambas. And um, black sambas, you're fine. Well, this is the thing, he wasn't allowed in because they oh. said his shoes weren't appropriate. And you're there, like, I mean, his he was wearing like, yeah, very clean, very pristine black sambas, but they weren't dirty Air Force ones. And, <laughs> and that was honestly, the dress code, was it? He, he kicked off, and it was hilarious. Uh, the fact that basically, yeah, they segregated him off because he was wearing sambas as opposed to anything else. Now he'd get in without a Harpy, it would be in straight away. Um, but yeah, I this in terms of regret, and it's funny you mentioned about Hannah as well because I know Hannah's got them monarchs and she, oh, battered. Those are fucking battered. I, but but the thing is, do you reckon like she obviously she has no regrets about battering those? She loves you. Reckon if she paid the money for them though, that she would have regrets for them about messing them up. Yeah, 100%. Um, I bought her the Monarchs, and last year for her birthday, I bought her the Aquanoids. And uh, funnily enough, actually, literally yesterday or the day before, she was getting ready in the morning, and I sort of walk- walked into our spare room where she's basically her walk-in wardrobe at this stage. And uh, she's got her boxes stacked up, and she'd, she has the, the Aquanoids, like, on top, like, almost on display. And uh, I kind of went to her, they, they look all right. Like, you've done all right with those. And she was like, yeah, well, I just don't. I don't wear them as often. And I was like, well, why is that? And she went, well, I either wear my New Balances. She's got like the standard New Balances that a lot of girls wear. Like not the 550s, but the 530 running shoes. She's got about five different colors of those. She hasn't got, has she got any 550s? 
No, she's not got any 550s. She doesn't, oh, she doesn't like, like 550s. Really? I, no, thought, after, like I thought after Tay-Tay wore them that she'd be... Uh... She's not that into Tay-Tay. Mm-hmm. No, no, well, she's really well not. She's, more, she's, she's more of a Beyonce. If Beyonce wore them, fuck me, she'd have every colour. Um, but <laughs> does, uh, does that mean Beyonce, um, Hannah now has a like metal bikini made of like metal hearts? Does she own that? Seeing as Beyonce wear that? Not that she showed me, but... <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it's a mystery Uh, we're really going on a tangent here but anyways um talking about hannah's shoes uh (laughs) part of this story twofold number one i'm actually incredibly proud of her at the minute because she's actually really starting to learn she came in the other day asking me what pair of trainers she should wear of her outfit and i went just put on your new balances she went yeah but i'm wearing nike socks she was like i have to wear a pair of nikes i was like thank you so much Uh, and then she also went then she turned around and went kind of want to wear my blue patters but i think they're going to get a little bit dirty so i probably won't wear them i was like this is perfect right now but the problem is she has this weird infatuation with whenever it's absolutely pissing it down that is the day that she wants to wear her monarchs and that's why they're so fucked because she never wears them when it's dry she only wears it when it's raining so they're they're fucked for that reason such bad logic (laughs) but it's honestly it's like there's something written in the stars that whatever like on a day where it's pissing it down with rain is the day that she'll put an outfit on and even for me agree she'll say what pair will look best with this outfit and every single time it's the pattern monarchs i don't know what it is but she'll get dressed in the morning and the monarchs will just go perfectly with her outfit and uh that shoe does go well with pretty much everything but anyways yeah he she she likes to wear them out in the rain but they're fucked at this point going back to your question if she'd spent the money on them she probably would regret it because I think the two pairs set me back about £200 each. So, uh, yeah, I think she probably would regret it. Yeah, you, you've been very kind buying her those shoes because I will not buy Verity that level of shoe for that exact yeah. reason. Like, very, she always starts out very well and she'll be like, no, 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 I've got to look after them because, you know, they are a nice shoe and all this. Um, But it, it, Verity hasn't got around to, like, keeping the boxes yet. So they kind of just get thrown in this pile and I've just had a message on my phone that says stop talking about me as i'm saying this (laughs) (laughs) that's probably a good opportunity for us to move on to the next uh, segment of the podcast then luckily hannah's not home tonight she's uh gone out for for, for dinner with with some friends so i've gotten away with it i can talk all sorts of trash and she's never going to listen to this podcast anyway so i can talk trash you've got you've got a very pregnant wife i do i I don't know how she can hear me i don't know where she is pregnancy (laughs) is oh yeah uh, but basically all i'm getting around to is the fact that like because very will very will bark like wear them like in the weather like bad weather and all this so for me and she would agree like me spending like 200 250 on a pair of shoes that she really likes she would just batter them like straight away like they wouldn't get you know they wouldn't be worth it so to speak in her and like i mean to be fair she'd think that if i bought a pair of shoes myself at that price but yeah it is one of those where you kind of look at it and you go ah oh, mm, i i know she's just gonna it would hurt my soul more than anything else like looking but, at like a pair of like patters and being like oh, are you, I, why are I, you doing this yeah i thought this up until and again i think we'll, we'll, we'll close up here and then we'll move on to to, to shoes around anyways because otherwise we're just going to go on a random tangent on uh hannah's shoes but part of me really thought that buying her the shoes she would maybe look after them because they were quite expensive and then she didn't look after them and just absolutely battered them but it's also like 
the joy that it brings her when she wears the shoes and she doesn't care that they're battered. Like for her, it's like she doesn't care whether they're absolutely fucked. She doesn't care whether it's raining because in her eyes, they're, they're like me, they're her favorites. Mm. So she just wants to wear them whenever she possibly can. So for me, it's almost like, you know what? If it makes you happy, who cares at this stage? We're just the weirdos that are too much of neat freaks and uh, want to really, really like in the grand scheme of things, going back to uh, Alex's question, there really shouldn't be any shoes that you sort of regret wearing in the grand scheme of things, because the whole idea is that we collect these things because we really, really enjoy them and therefore you should enjoy them for their purpose. But we're weirdos that like to keep it. We're weirdos that like to keep them in boxes and keep them super clean. Yeah. Or just don't wear them to a gig or a club. Or anything yeah. like where you you know they're going to get bad. I I I'm I'm gonna send a message. I want to know what this was, um, what gig it was, and what shoe it was now because I I imagine it's gonna be like some ridiculously heavy gig, and you've worn a pair of like white pristine like Adidas to it, and uh, oh, no, 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 not a good choice. Not a good choice. Well, let's move on to our first main segment of the podcast, and that is Shoes Round. Every single week, we spend a little bit of time looking back at some of the biggest headlines that have happened in the world of sneakers, and we give our thoughts and opinions. This week, it is Scotty Boy taking Shoes Round. So without further ado, I'll pass over to Scott for Shoes Round. It's been a bit of a crazy week in the news. We have these weeks where it's like dead and there's nothing. And then you get weeks where Donald Trump releases a sneaker and you're like, what the fuck is going on in the world? Um, but that's not the news story for the week because that shoe's horrific and quite frankly doesn't deserve to be spoken about. So we're going on to New Balance um, because, uh, yeah, they've had a decent little bit of uh, money come their way at the moment. Revenues up 23%. In 2023, clocking 6.5 billion in US dollars in sales. Um, so yeah, in a bit of a twist for New Balance, which is predominantly known for its shoes, one billion um, of those dollars were actually for apparel, um, marking the first time the company has ever hit the billion dollar mark with its clothing. Um, there's obviously been a lot of kind of good marketing from them over the past few years. Um, and it's since 2020, their market share has doubled in all of the countries that it's in, which is um, very impressive. Um, the brand noted it's got 350 ambassadors globally. Um, when it came to those that purchased through its website, 63% of online customers in the past year were first time buyers, which is incredible. Um, anybody that does anything to do with business um it's always one of those that it's cheaper to keep your customers and get them to keep buying as a, than it is to bring in new customers. Um, but if you can do it and do it well, it'll be very profitable. So, uh, yeah, New Balance says it was able to drive its sales through a combination of global key accounts, specialty retailers, and its direct consumer business. Um, company is now gearing up to open 90 new stores in 2024, along with remodeling its 50 existing stores. That in itself is quite impressive, simply because most places are closing their stores um, because it's just not viable um, in the current economy kind of globally. So, yeah, I mean, Nice Kicks are reporting um, a bit more of a breakdown as to um, the profit. So, as I said, $6.5 billion in annual sales, a 23% increase from 2022. Um, like I said, $1 billion in apparel sales over 350 athletes and entertainment ambassadors currently contracted. Um, I don't think Taylor Swift is a contracted ambassador. However, I feel like she's had quite a big part to play in some of this. 
Um, 62% new customers, over 35% sales growth in Europe alone. Like that's big. Um, and over 20% of sales growth in the US consistently over the past three years. Again, 20% growth is brilliant, but consistently is the key word there. The fact that this is every year, it's just getting better and better and better. Um, since 2020, business has almost doubled in every region. Now, there's also a very, very good post um, that was it was posted by the panel, but um, I have just seen it appear on um, Sneaker Freaker Mag as well. Um, kind of looking at revenue growth between 2022 and 2023 between the major brands. New Balance is there at 23. ASICS is coming in at second, um, kind of about 17%. Nike coming in about 9%. Puma coming in in fourth place. Um, with about six percent, and then Adidas at um negative five percent, um, as a reduction in revenue. Now, on the face, what this looks like is New Balance smashed it, ASICS smashed it, Adidas not so much. However, there are quite a lot of factors playing into this that kind of obviously skew the numbers whenever we look at anything like this there's numerous different things that kind of play into revenue growth we might look at it from a purely sneakerhead point of view and looking at hype releases and when we look at it adidas have smashed it they've absolutely dominated the market with their kind of footwear in the last year whether you like it or not samba has been one of the top sellers everywhere um gazelle was kind of coming in there as well you know, we don't hear much about Puma in our space, really. Like, there's a few bits here and there. Nike, obviously, the big boys. And then New Balance and Asics. You'd say New Balance have been the consistent second for the past couple of years. But I don't think you'd expect their revenue to be anywhere near as high as this. But when kind of taken into consideration, you've got to look at the wider picture in terms of sportswear in terms of like actual practical sportswear as well. Um, I think the, the apparel part for New Balance is very interesting because New Balance apparel isn't something you see, again, particularly too much in kind of this hyped sneakerhead space. But again, you're looking at like performance where New Balance are one of the top dogs. Um, and that kind of plays in with ASICs as well. Um, again, practical sportswear and what they're doing. And then obviously if we're looking at the kind of the decline of Adidas in this kind of similar space, you do have to look into everything that's gone on in the past year with a certain Mr. Gagne West and how that's impacted. So yeah, I mean, for New Balance, this looks absolutely fantastic. And obviously trying to bring new people and more people on board, investors, etc. These numbers look absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's quite interesting. These numbers sort of came out of nowhere, didn't they? Um, all of a sudden, it's been posted everywhere. And I think in our little sneaker sphere, we're always trying to work out who's on top, who's the most dominant, who's the best, who's the biggest, etc. And uh, these numbers, to a certain degree, show that. But I think the point that you, meant, you made a second ago, Scott, is really, really important that we need to consider or we need to remember that these figures do take into consideration absolutely everything if i think about some of the trends that have happened or really kicked off in the last sort of uh couple of years yes the lifestyle side of the new balance brand has picked up dramatically right mm. it's you cannot deny 
the power of the New Balance 327. You cannot deny the, the, the power of the 2002R, the power of the 550, the power of just 990s in general. Yes, there is a lot of hype that, or a lot of sort of lifestyle, increase in lifestyle trainers. That is shown through the big collaborations that we see in our space, but it is just the average person. I just mentioned a second ago when I was talking about Hannah's trainers, right? Like she's got about four or five different pairs of New Balance 530s and they're all just white mesh trainers with a different (laughs) color accent. And that's what people are wearing at the minute. Like people love like Mm. your 530s at the minute. People are loving, like I said, 550s. It's uh, people are going out now when they're buying lots of these sort of everyday shoes which was very very Mm. different that like you you couldn't just go into an office and buy lots of new balances a few years ago um but the other big trend that's really happened over the last few years is running other than trainers i'm really into my sports and fitness right i love going to the gym i do it almost every single day and i follow different content creators that are into the gym as well on Instagram. And one of the things that a lot of people are doing now is training for half marathons, 10Ks, doing park runs. Like that space Mm -hmm. has absolutely blown up really since sort of pre or sort of post-COVID. Like post-COVID where everything's sort of been opened up and this really happened over COVID because gyms were shut down and the only way people could exercise was going out for your one run a day. Mm -hmm. These brands have exploded. I know so many people nowadays that are doing like um, various different sort of running events every single year. And again, if I'm thinking about buying a pair of trainers or buying apparel to go running, you're absolutely right that you mentioned earlier, Scott. I'm probably going to go out and I'm probably going to buy a pair of very technical New Balance running shoes. And what am I going to buy to go alongside that? Some New Balance running shorts and a New Balance running shirt and a New Balance running cap and a New Balance little pocket that your phone goes in that you strap onto your arm adidas and other brands like puma just aren't as big in that space and again people are going to look at this from a sneakerhead point of view and go oh my god i can't believe asics have beaten nike in revenue for 2023 or 22 to 23 so well again we are we take up what we're into is such a minute little space Mm -hmm. it's 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 crazy um so it, this is why when you said these numbers will always be skewed a little bit, like with data, you can always look at it through different lenses. Some people are going to look at this and be like, oh, my God, Salehi Bembry has meant that New Balance has gone up 23%. Yeah, OK, Salehi Bembry has probably had a big, a big impact on the popularity of New Balance, but we can't be fooled to think that a couple of decent collaborations are going to make it go up 23%. That's not what's happened here. Like, But what was also quite interesting, though, in contrast to that, it showed how powerful Yeezys were to Adidas, where actually, like we say, these hype releases don't make much of a difference. But it's quite interesting to see the the contrast that actually it does make such a difference for someone like Adidas that ended up losing billions and billions of dollars just for losing their sort of the biggest subsidiary of their brand. But yeah, it's very interesting to see these numbers. Um, I'm happy for New Balance because the more competition uh, we have, the better. And the more that these brands excel in these other areas they're going to have more money to spend on the things we like right every single Mm -hmm. pair of new balance running shoes that are purchased means it's a little bit more money in their pocket to go out and sign all of these different ambassadors that is mentioned in here like think 2020 
realistically for New Balance, we sort of had Casablanca, Jounds, Joe Freshgoods, and at the start, ALD. Mm. Now, that's just like the tip of the iceberg when it comes to New Balance, right? Like you've mm. got Action Bronson, you've got Amine coming in, you've got all these other collaborators that are now a patter of uh, uh, had big collaborations with New Balance. And the reason why they can do this is because more money means they can pay these companies more. Yeah, literally. It's a positive, uh, but always take these things with a little bit of a pinch of salt. It doesn't mean that New Balance have made six point five billion because of Taylor Swift. <laughs> well, I think the Swifties would disagree with you there, but I, I think the main thing with this is what's interesting is is the comparison against Nike. I think that's the interesting one for me, simply because when you think of sports and you think of shoes, you think of clothing, you think of running, whatever it might be, you think. Nike, that's I that's one of that, really not for running. I think Nike obviously do good running shoes, but if I'm thinking about any person that I know that's really into running, mm. a lot of the time they're going for the slightly more obscure brands. Like if I'm thinking about my stepdad's, uh, I think I've said this on the podcast previously, was a very unhealthy man, and then one day overnight decided he was going to become a vegetarian and he was going to run. And ever since then, he has been burning through. Like He used to take the piss out of me all the time for buying so many shoes. He's buying more shoes every single year than I am now because obviously you only, you only run a certain number of miles in your shoes before mm. they end up wearing out and you need new pairs. He'll go to some proper runner's world running mm. store or something like that, they're never recommending him Nike shoes. They are always recommending him Socanese, New Balance, yeah, Asics, yeah. So, even maybe like a Solomon or something. Like, I don't know. But like they're very rarely really recommending him like a Nike running shoe. Because that's the Football brand. Of the... And stuff. Yeah, 100% granted. Yeah. But running, I think, is so big at the minute. And actually, it's dominated by New Balance and other brands. That's where a lot of this has come from. This thing, I Whenever I think of gen, like sports, Nike's always the one that I go like if I wanted to get into running or if I wanted to get into say if I if I was looking at getting into football or rugby or whatever it might like Nike's one of those ones that I'd go ah, they, they're sports they do sports stuff they do all the sports stuff but when it comes to running the the, the ones that come to mind predominantly are New Balance and Asics yeah. they're the two that immediately come to mind I know obviously Sockney do a lot of running stuff but the, the, yeah the New Balance and Asics are the ones that kind of go oh, okay Okay. And, you know, from my point of view, like in terms of like sneakers and lifestyle wear, I think most people would probably agree that New Balance, it felt like it had a bit of a quieter year last year than it has previous years. There wasn't as many big things. You know, when we did All Star, there was a few votes for New Balance, but it wasn't as overwhelming as it has been previously. Um, but when you look at the levels of revenue, you go, well, you'd expect Nike to be really high up there as opposed like from what they do and the fact that new balance is you know more than double that and even asics is you know yeah nearly double is 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 impressive it's really impressive and it shows the the strength of the brand as a whole not just across you know what like say what we look at but yeah they're clearly doing a very very good job they've got a really good balance in terms of their kind of technical sportswear but then also, yeah, their hype, their partnerships, and even even the people that aren't signed to them. Like, I mean, we've mentioned Taylor Swift a couple of times, but the fact that she's wearing them as through choice and it's adding to their brand, I mean, they ain't complaining, are they? Like, <laughs> not in the slightest. No. It adds, it all adds to it. So 
Yeah, it's impressive. It's very impressive numbers. And I think this is one of the reasons it's made news everywhere is actually because of how impressive it is um, compared to others, especially like say the current climate and people's purchasing habits and stuff. Yeah, absolutely smashing it. They are at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And um, as we said before, as much as I'm very much trying to hit home the idea that like this increase isn't just us like that it's not just people that are into limited sneakers buying them to put on their displays and things like this but this will only benefit us every single time mm -hmm. a brand grows year on year it means more money to invest back into the company and a portion of that investment is going to be in the stuff that we like so i'm excited yeah. to see how new balance utilize a lot of this growth and what that then means for us in the future because uh, again we're seeing so much more variety with new balance nowadays where they can bring on the likes of say a teddy santis is like like not even a collaborator anymore, like directors, like big fashion designers coming on as sort of contributions to the company. I think um, yeah, it's going to mean big things for, for New Balance moving forward. But again, this yeah. isn't really news for anyone, is it? The big things no. have been happening for New Balance since 2019 onwards. Although, did you see Joe Freshgood's tweet that he wasn't going to be releasing any more New Balance shoes? And he the took world... it back very quickly. <laughs> yeah, he did, but... <laughs> The world went into meltdown for about 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, when I saw it, I was like, what? Yeah, quite funny. Um, but on that, that's the news. So we'll move on to our second segment of the podcast, Double Up, Double Down, where we look at the upcoming releases for the next week. We pick a double up something we like, a double down something we dislike, and a sleeper pick we think something that's going to get a little bit lost amongst the hype. So this week it is Matt's picking the shoes. So on that, I'll pass them over to Matt for Double Up, Double Down. Thank you very much, Scotty boy. And uh, the double up pick for the week. It's been a little while since we've ranted and raved about Consortium Cup, but uh, we both sort of agreed that the second round was a little bit meh. So yeah. therefore, uh, we, we sort of skipped that one. We were very, very excited for the uh, first round to come up with the, the classics. Second round with basketball, sort of very, very average, but we are coming into runners territory and uh, that means there are two ZX releasing this week. But I am picking one in particular because I think it's a little bit more wearable uh, for the two, Scott. And I am picking the uh, Offspring Times Adidas ZX 8000 in the Wonder Beige Utility Black Pantone, <laughs> according to their website. <laughs> These color names are ridiculous. Yeah. Wonder Beige is a name that, or a name for a color that should never exist. But, anyways, it's basically the ZX8000 London. Now, a lot of people have already seen a picture of this, especially people that follow this podcast, because we do have quite a big Adidas following. But uh, we're essentially looking at a sort of gray and beige uh, uh, ZX8000, um, where the upper is predominantly sort of like a dark gray you've sort of got a a beigey almost dark sail um uh midsole uh gray slash black 
outsole. You've got black stripes on the side of the shoe. Where it normally says ZX8000, you've got London on the side. You've also then got a London lace debray. You've got embossed offspring and Adidas logos towards the uh, heel of the shoe. And then on the tongue, you've got the left shoe with the offspring logo, right shoe with the Adidas logo. There's also probably loads of different Easter eggs that I'm not really uh, uh, picking up because these shoes, the Consortium Cup shoes, are absolutely filled with little Easter eggs and design uh, qualities that until you get them in hand and actually sort of explore the shoe a little bit, it's very, very difficult to identify. But this ZX8000, we were very excited when we saw the pictures uh, initially when the Consortium Cup was happening around this time last year. But uh, it's finally releasing on the 28th, I do believe, or 26th of February for uh, £120. It's next Tuesday, I think it's releasing, whatever. 26th. Yeah, whatever date that is, 26th, for £120. Very, very nice shoe, Scotty boy. Yeah, I mean, it's a great runner, really. Like, it, it, it's hard to go wrong with it. I think the other touches are very nice. Like I say, the London in the gold, um, the black and beige kind of contrasting hits. Yeah, it, it's it's a very nice, high quality looking shoe. Um, all of these consortium cut pairs, brilliant. Um, and yeah, I, it's just it's just really nice. It is really really nice. I mean, I have other grey runners. I mean, I've literally just been wearing my grey response CL, which. I mean, other than the beige hits, it's again a great runner. It, it's, it, but it's just it, if you do it right and you make it good materials, like I say these with the kind of the beige hits and stuff, they look really, really clean. Um, Hundred twenty quid. ZX is super comfortable. The consortium cup pairs are brilliant. Quality on them is fantastic. You get the special box. Yeah, it's a good pair. It's a great yeah. pair. Um, you can't, you can't go wrong with it at all. This is a pair. Uh, we were talking about this sort of leading up to these consortium cut pairs releasing. Like we sort of knew that one pair was releasing before Christmas, one pair was le- uh, releasing just after Christmas, one pair was releasing sort of around February time. So we've sort of had a little idea as to when these shoes are releasing, right? But uh, we were sort of talking privately about sort of our what pairs are we going to try and get from from all of these that release, and part of me said. I really, really want the ZX, but it is a grey runner. And when I'm thinking about the amount of grey runners that I have in my wardrobe, do I need another pair to add to it? That being said, now it's coming to release day. I'm thinking, (laughs) is one more going to hurt? And yeah, uh, off the back I of what, what I mean. mentioned, what I mentioned last week, Scott, I'm so tempted. Like, do not be surprised, listeners, if this is a fairly easy pickup. Do not be surprised if we're talking about this shoe in the latest pickups next week, uh, because again, I've got that 100 pound offspring voucher. That oh uh, yeah, behind a pair of these for 20 quid ain't that 20 bad. quid? Oh, oh, that's that's a given. Surely, Plus, I can also spend it in store. And uh, very, very sort of just before recording this podcast, scarf the scarf. Oh, yes, I uh, love it, that scarf. Looks offspring, so good. Uh, offspring announced on their Instagram that uh, there was a limited number of scarfs, uh, sort of joint branded Offspring Adidas ZX eight thousand scarfs wow. that are going to be coming if you buy in store only. So uh, I might end up taking a little trip to Central London. Um, next if you, tuesday if you, if you if you could wangle student discount on these and 
Gear use your voucher. The voucher's in store. And yeah, and, and online. Student discount will give you 10%. You'd be paying eight quid. That ain't bad, is it? Anyways, right. And, and, a, and a free scarf. And a free scarf. I've been eight pounds for a Bargain. scarf. Uh, but anyways, oh, I want that scarf so badly. No. <laughs> so good. Maybe I'll, may, hopefully I'll be wearing it when we record next week's podcast. Uh, anyways, moving on to the double down pick of the week. Some people are going to uh, agree with me for this one, and some people <laughs> aren't. Uh, and um, the pair that we're talking about for the double down is the Nike Air Max Plus Drift in the Phantom and Cacao Wow colorway releasing on the 28th of February for £185. Now, this particular shoe, if you imagine a sort of over-the-top, over-exaggerated sort of swirl on the side of a TN, it is sort of a traditional TN um, shape. But with this sort of Air Max Plus drift, it has sort of the side panelling that we're used to on a TN almost looks like a sort of cage that sort of comes out of the shoe rather than sort of being a slick vinyl print almost mm. on the shoe um the colorway predominantly where we're looking at the swirls up the side of the tn is this sort of cream and then the main base of the shoe is sort of a blended brown to blue towards the front of the toe to the rear of the toe you've got some gum hits on the outsole and then a brown sock liner very very unique looking shoe i just think the TN drift is a little bit too much for me. I know some people are thinking that this is like one of the coolest shoes ever. And fair enough, if that floats your boat, then then, then go for it. But for me, this sort of like big, bold TN, TN is quite a bold shoe anyways. They have some really funky colors on there and the swirl's quite out there anyways. Adding this sort of protruding paneling to the shoe, I just think it's a little bit too much. So for me... It's a double down. It's a really strong week, actually. There's not a huge amount releasing this week, but there's a lot of really good shoes. So this is sort of, unfortunately, one of those weeks where it's something that some people are going to like, unfortunately, is going as the double down. Yeah, there's a this this is a it's a marmite shoe. Just about I, safe marmite shoe. You either love I, it or I, you hate it. Yeah, I, I I've seen a lot of contrasting opinions on this shoe. Um, I've seen a lot of people saying they love it. I've seen a lot of people saying they absolutely hate it. Um, I am wavering on the side of love it. I At the moment, the images I've seen look really good, but they are just pictures of the shoe. The on-foot pictures I've seen, I've gone, mm, especially in this colorway, they almost look cartoonish. Like yeah. they, they don't look real. And I'm not sure. Um, I don't. I, if I see this in person, I, I I could very much change my mind on this because they they do look. I like the color. I like the faded gradient from the blue kind of to the red. You know that it looks nice. It's a good. It's an interesting take on the shoe. Yeah. But um, they are 185 pounds, which is a big price point, and I. Yeah, they could look really, really cheap in hands. They could feel terribly cheap and yeah. horrible. Or they could be the next kind of big iteration of this model and really kind of take off. I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about them. Um, like I say, I am airing on the side of I like them, but I'm I'm not really convinced by it. Um, I mean, it is, like I say, it's kind of almost like a TPU plastic kind of cage overlay. 
as opposed to it kind of being just on the material. But the pictures I've seen, it doesn't look particularly bulky, which you do see with some of these other shoes where like the overlays just make it look massive. But yeah, I don't know. It it almost looks like sometimes you see these like custom like anime shoes where they've made them deliberately look really bold and stuff. They did when they did a um I was an Adidas Ultra Boost and they it, I can't remember what collaboration with it. It was an anime collaboration and again it was these big bold lines and it was it it was meant to look like um like muscles and it looked cool. I know exactly the shoe you're talking about. As soon as you yeah, said yeah. muscles, I'm like, I know exactly it, what you mean it now. It looked cool, but I, it on foot, it just looked a bit weird. Um, yeah. It looked like a custom that kind of should be on a shelf to kind of be admired as a bit of an artwork almost. I, that's what I'm getting with this, and I just don't know. I Yeah, I'm very torn with this one. I'm, I can't really... Well, say, Scott, I, you, you don't need to have this mental battle, mate, because yeah. uh, you don't need to decide right now. Wait until it releases on the 28th, and then you can make your decision. Yeah, well, like I said, I, I can feel the pain of... in your voice. I can feel the it's, pain in your voice where you're like, oh, do one. I like it? Do I not? Do I like it? Do I not? Yeah, like, you I... don't have to decide right now. It's fine. I I really want a pair of TNs. I really want a pair of TNs. And I this saw this and player. I went, I went, ah, this is this is a decent take. But the more images I've seen, I've, one minute I've gone, oh, and the next minute I've gone, ugh. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, yeah, very Bonnie and Clyde with these. But my birthday in a couple of weeks, I'm going to the big city. I'd say big city. I'm going to Bristol. It's, I was going to say not, you come to London. As... No, sadly not. Verity doesn't like London. Um, so I will be. I will be having a look around the the shops and see see what's there. And if I see these in hand, I'll I'll give a full report back. Please do. Well, moving on to our sleeper pick for the week, uh, we are looking at the New Balance nine nine one v2 brights revival shoes. Uh, this is a sort of two pair pack um one being a sort of orangey 991 v2 and the other the pair that i'm picking is a bright blue 991 v2 uh the colorway itself is actually dazzling blue with silver and alloy we've had some great colorways uh today but uh the style codes is for anyone again that likes the style codes it's got you know i like to give a style cut out whenever we're talking about new balance u991 bl2 now if you imagine a 991 v2 in an all royal blue suede with a sort of white and gray midsole black outsole gray new balance branding all around the shoe and gray laces i really really like this shoe the the 991 v2 is very quickly becoming one of my favorite um sort of new new balance shoes the price point's quite high so i i am finding it quite difficult to sort of pull the trigger on a pair this pair is releasing on the 1st of march for 220 pounds and this colorway normally isn't something i would go for having such a bright blue i normally sort of shy away from blues quite a bit because i don't wear enough blue in my wardrobe but I, I don't know. There's something about this all Royal New Balance that's like really mesmerizing me. And normally for me, I, you know, I love an orange shoe, Scott. Normally I sort of go for the brownie orange pair, but that blue is just gorgeous. It, it's a a very nice blue. Um, it's a very nice silhouette. Uh, I very much like the 991 V2. Um, I think it's a bit too blue for me. It, it's It's very blue. Like very, not blue very enough. Blue. It's not blue enough. 
No, it's very, very blue. I understand this. It's, I, it's I, I, very I can't, blue. I can't even tell you why I really like this blue because this is so unlike me to like this shoe. But for whatever reason, as I said, I feel like uh, um, it, it's like my eyes are. Sp- you know, you see in the cartoons where someone's being hypnotized, and my eyes are sort of like going around <laughs> in circles. That's sort of what I'm feeling looking at this blue right now. Yeah, it, it, I like to say. Very, very blue. I mean, not mad at it. I think it, it looks very good. Um, I even like the other colour, the orange colourway. Um, I think they're both nice. So, gorgeous. Yeah, not bad. There's a lot of. Um, I think there's a there was a lot of options for sleeper picks this week. Yeah. Um, it, you know, there's not many big, big releases, but in terms of kind of sleepers, yeah, um, certainly up there. And I think the New Balance the model itself is very good. Um, so a lot yeah, of people, a lot of people fan. I know that are big new balance fans are really into the nine, nine, one V two. Like there's a lot of people that have managed to get pairs and they're like, Oh, this might be a new favorite. There, there's been, there was two colorways that were leaked um, earlier this week as well. I don't know when they're releasing, but very nice, like grays and beiges and stuff look really, really good. I mean, they look like a collab colorway quite yeah. comfortably. Um, very good, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'd sleep it. I keep, I keep seeing a pickup and it comes up a lot. I, I don't know if you've seen the Field General, the Nike Field General shoe, the white yeah. with the red suit. That looks really good as well. Um, I don't know where that's come from, but again, yeah, brilliant. Um, very under the radar release. Yeah, lots of good picks, but um, yeah, if you like blue, this is your shoe. <laughs> well, Scotty boy, do we have talking about shoes going a little bit under the radar? Uh, do we have a steal of the week? Steal of the week. We do, and this has gone from very blue to uh, much more muted. Um, the steal of the week this week is the Reebok Times Terrell Winston Classic Leather. Um, up on size from £115, reduced down to 50 50 lovely pounds. Um, size run at the moment from size, size 7 up to 12. Um, we've gone on about the Terrell Winston Club C a lot. You very much like that shoe. In fact, everybody that owns that shoe Beautiful. loves that shoe. I'm too scared to wear it, though, because it's like I know it sounds silly for someone that absolutely beat. I think me beating my patter Club Cs to the ground has made me <laughs> like, I don't want to batter these because they are very, very white. It's not like like when you take out the box, they are very white, um, but they're beautiful. Yeah, well, th- this is the thing. It's exactly the same with this pair. Classic leather, um, all leather and the leather looks beautiful it looks incredibly high quality leather contrasting with kind of sail outsole kind of sail heel tab sail tongue where the reebok um kind of logo would be in the little box that's sail kind of out and then sail laces kind of gray but kind of worn um outsole clean very clean i mean 50 quid i mean people go on about jowns um oh it's a translucent outsole with the yep. signature i just yeah, saw that um, same with same with the club c as well it's literally the club c nice. but just on a classic leather i really like the club c um and i'm a big fan of a classic leather so 50 quid um yeah this is an absolute steal and yeah if you want a really nice white leather clean shoe 50 quid this is the one like quality wise design wise yeah, hop on it because, um, yeah, very, very nice. Very nice indeed. 
Well, Scotty boy, that moves us on nicely to our final segment of the podcast. And that is, of course, our doubled up podcast, Triple Up. Okay, Scotty boy. So it's that time of the episode where we get you to blind rank three trainers in just a moment what i'm going to do is present scott one by one with a different pair of trainers all scott needs to do is tell me whether he is putting that particular trainer top middle or bottom number one number two or number three now there is always a little bit of a theme scotty boy and the theme we are going with this week is of course bodega Seeing as we started the podcast ranting about Bodega, we're going to end the podcast talking about Bodega. And the nice. first shoe that you have, Scotty Boy, is the New Balance 997S. I haven't specified which particular color because they did have three different colors with the 99S. So I'm just going to leave it up to you as to which one you would potentially want and where you would want to put it. So just in general, the Bodega times New Balance 997s Ooh, and i get i get to choose um oh i think i'll pick the better days okay um which I'll was the a... for listeners that aren't too aware that they had three colors one that was sort of like a tealy green gray yellow one that was a lighter gray black and purple and the one scott's picked is sort of gray almost like a corally red yellow and sort of a bit more beigey so you're going with the better days yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. No, I'm going to change. I'm going to go to the no days off. Actually. I was going to say that the more sought after, uh, the more sought after pair from the pack is the uh, the, the no days off. Yeah, I think looking at them all again, um, that's probably the the more like I say the more wearable one as well. Um, it's a very interesting silhouette. Um, it, it's not a silhouette I think I would particularly wear. Um, although I remember when these released and people were mad for them, like yeah. the prices on them as well were insane. Um, but I am going to put it rock bottom. Oh, um, Bodega have done a lot of very good shoes. Yeah. And I think this is one of the weaker ones. Okay. Well, the second pair we're going with is the New Balance 990 V3. Oh, here, the New Balance 990 V3, here to stay. Uh, very brown New Balance 990 V3 with a couple of hits of different shades of grey in there. A lovely sort of tealy blue sock liner. A little bit of red on the top eyelet. Very nice shoe. I love this shoe. And you can pick it up for under retail still. And I don't know how. Um I'm going to put it second simply because I was about to say because I don't know what's coming next. That's, but the that's whole obviously point. the whole point. But it, it's a brilliant shoe, but it is a very understated, quite simple shoe. So, yeah, I'm going to put it second and see what comes. Okay. 
I think for a lot of New Balance fans, they are going to agree with the ranking that you have just done. Uh, however, I don't personally think you're going to be happy with the final pair here, Scotty Boy, because I know it's a silhouette that you are not entirely sort of that much of a fan of because the final pair is the Bodega Times New Balance 577 Hypercat. Released all the way back in 2013, very iconic Bodega New Balance collab for sort of classic New Balance fans. This is a very sought after shoe. And uh, for me, absolutely beautiful. I love a 577, but given that you are the 574 guy, uh, I know that you're not always a big fan of the 576 slash 577 models because in your eyes, they're just a more expensive 574. But uh, it is your number one this week, Scott. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the first week that you're not actually entirely satisfied with the order? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah. Oh, that ain't right. That ain't right. <laughs> hey, it's, exa nah. it's exactly how I would have ranked them. If I was putting them one, two, three, that's exactly how I would have put them. Yeah, that 993 is um, amazing. One of my favourite shoes I've got. I love it. What were so you hoping? Much. What were you hoping for as the final shoe? Because I know you said you don't know obviously what's there, but Bodega have lots of. I good don't shoes. know. The, this is the thing. Bodega have done so many good shoes. Um yeah. And uh, sometimes they go a bit off piece and they do something that's quite bold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then other times they they really bring it back. I yeah. mean, obviously you've got kind of the ninety sixty they did interesting model but i think actually the the way they executed it was pretty good um you know they they did a dunk a dunk high that was mental yeah um wouldn't have put that top either um i think obviously the the saucony they've just done that could have been anything you've obviously got um they've done bodega beams um collabs you know i yep. mean i've got the um campus behind me that's a lovely shoe. Uh, yeah, they, they've really done a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can see like the these are the, the big hitters. Um, well, it's just that they were all New Balance. I didn't want to go with something that was um, Saucony because obviously we just had the Saucony release. And I mm. thought, let's actually try and complete. I wanted to have something new balance uh sorry bodega related but something was a little bit separated from uh what we uh have just been speaking about and uh, they've got a lot of new balance shoes i think with bodega they're one of the best collaborators that we have always put a lot of sort of thought into their collaborations but they also do a lot of shoes that aren't necessarily like the most hype shoes in the world mm -hmm. like going through the StockX page where they've got sort of all of their different collabs over the years lots of different asics models lots of different Saucony models the gel nyc they did with that yeah, six i think that's yeah. lovely lots of yeah, loads of different Saucony models like i said you've got lots of different shad uh shadows um from a variety of different models a couple of different sort of um adidas models but you're absolutely right scott other than sort of uh the the dunk highs they did a little while ago they don't have that sort of like mm. huge nike collaboration at least i might be completely forgetting about one but they don't have that sort of like oh my no. god grail status collab but they're just a real solid collaborator so uh yes it's, it's quite an interesting one i was 
really sort of enjoying looking through some of these shoes because they've got all sorts in there different crocs uh, pumps uh the solomon x missions they did sort of last year or the year before mm. lots of variety but yeah i thought let's, let's stick all new balance because they've got a lot of variety there and i uh, thought it's, it's some of the more well-known ones of recent years but hey scott it was always going to be the case where you weren't going to be happy with your lineup but uh, i think i said a lot of people a lot of new balance fans will be happy um, let's try and make you a little bit happier with a dad joke, Scott. Round us up with a dad joke. Okay. Um, have you heard the rumour going round about the butter? No. Never mind, I shouldn't spread it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I really like that one. <laughs> it took a couple of seconds for it to sort of hit that second stage of laughter. <laughs> yeah, this is honest. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, oh, I get it. it's so dumb, but that that's that's the key to a good dad joke. Just oh yeah, stupidity, stupidity. Because again, low hanging fruit is what it is. It's exactly. just going for the dumbest possible answer to something work smarter not harder well on that note thank you for listening to the doubled up podcast remember if you like this episode leave us a five-star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family make sure you follow at doubled up podcast on instagram use hashtag doubled up pod to be featured on the instagram page you can also find me matt at matt underscore sibley underscore on instagram scott tell the listeners where they can find you you can find me at underscore sneaker teacher Catch you next week, guys. Goodbye, and as always, peace, Manusan.